If you're a diehard entrepreneur, you would know that being an entrepreneur is the best self-development course that you can enroll yourself in. There is a lot of challenges, struggles, failures, successes. Let's be real. It is like riding the roller coaster of your life. But how we deal with all of this, that at the end of the day is what makes us successful. Today, I'm interviewing Marley Jacks. She's one of those entrepreneurs that I look up to. She's had a lot of challenges, struggles, successes, and failures in her business and in her personal life. Tune into this episode to get to know this YouTube rocks on a deeper level and discover how she faced the challenges and is now successful. I've spent the last two years learning from industry experts and successful business owners, going behind the scenes to discover what makes these entrepreneurs successful. Follow along with season eight of Unleash Your Focus podcast, where I dive in deeper than ever before, unlocking trade secrets, discovering what makes these entrepreneurs successful, but also really understanding their habits, frameworks, blueprints, secrets, and so much more. I also ask one important question, and that is how they have grown and scaled their business to a million or more. I'm excited that you are here and I can't wait for you to apply these strategies so you can become successful too. Welcome to Unleash Your Focus podcast, the number one place that will help you to start, grow and scale your online business today. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. I really appreciate you. Can you tell people about you and who is Marley and why do people love Marley so much? (laughs) Who is Marley? Well, um, I have a video marketing agency and I help people people to grow their businesses through video marketing, um, how to build a content machine and a cash flow system that the content machine is perpetually generating leads for them to then sell into their high ticket programs. How did you get into that? What was your starting point? Um, It was kind of an accident, as I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs might just kind of stumble into, hey, this is something I like. Can I turn this into a business? Um, So I was actually a dental hygienist, and I knew that I didn't want to be a dental hygienist forever. It was kind of like a a temporary career. Um, Before that, I worked in radio and television. And from that, I just kind of knew how to use social media, and I was good at it. And um, the dental office between patients, I was bored. So I started doing social media for the dental office. From there, the IT guy was like, hey, you're you're good at this. Can I refer you to some of my other clients and maybe you can do social media for them? Well, next thing I know, he's referred me to all of his clients and all of a sudden they have a business. And I'm like, I didn't even know that you could really make money doing this, this is crazy. So I start to learn more about social media and I have clients that are asking me questions. And instead of answering the same questions over and over again, I started to make videos to respond to them. And I put them on my YouTube channel just so that they were up there. Well, next thing I know, within a few like weeks, months, some of these videos were starting to take off that people were finding them, people on the other side of the world that I never talked to before. And I was like, can I do that again, like on purpose this time? And then could I do that for my clients? And so my social media business evolved into video. And um, now that's what I do. We have a a studio in Salt Lake City that our clients fly out to. We have programs where we teach people how to implement this in their own business. And we have clients that we help scale to six and seven and eight figure businesses. That is so awesome. And I love how you found it by accident because those are the best best businesses, right? When you just find something by accident. Now you've had some really big troubles in your life in the last like few years you went for a divorce you like people were saying that you were what bootstrapping your way to your two comma club and just all this nonsense you know that you've been through it so it's been really tough for you you had a lot of things happening what has been your go-to method for getting through the struggles that you've had the last couple of years 
That's a great question. I think that um, having just the self-awareness, first of all, um, to, to just, I don't know, to, to look at yourself and know what's real, what's genuine. Um, when I went through my divorce, I had to make that decision to go, you know what, I've, we've, we've grown apart. Um, when, when people ask what happened, of course, there's going to be things that will stay private, but like we, when we got married, I was a dental hygienist and I'm not that person anymore. And we just grew in different, different places and had to decide like, this is what's the authentic path for me to take when, um, you know, there's rumors and people online that can be negative. You just kind of decide like what feels authentic to me, what's in integrity for me. Um, and a lot of that is just, is surrounding myself with the right people and being really committed to personal development. And honestly, entrepreneur entrepreneurship feels like a game of personal development and I'm committed to it. I love this game. So when things get hard, I kind of just remember like, well, is this who I am? Is this in alignment with what I want? Am I surrounding myself with the right people that are encouraging me and lifting me up? Um, and also finding the resources to, to work through things. Like I have a really great therapist that I, I rely on. I have good friends. Um, and Alex Sharfin also talks about how self-care is the gateway to success. So a, a solid and um, committed self-care routine. Yes. Can we go a little bit into your self-care routine? What do you do to live yeah. optimally? I, um, I never liked going to the gym. I was trying to find like, what's the exercise routine that feels right for me. And I've like hired a personal trainer and I've done weightlifting, but earlier this year I found ballet bar, um, like bar work. Have you ever heard of that? Um, and I was like, this is my workout. Like, this is my thing. Um, so I do ballet bar, um, three to five times a week and love that. I recently signed up for, um, here in Boise where I live, there's a sauna studio that you have your own personal little sauna rooms. Mm -hmm. So like I've, I've tried saunas at like swimming pools and stuff, but this one is different. It's infrared. There's like light therapy. And I go into the sauna and I don't bring my phone in with me. And it's like 40 minutes of just quiet thinking, meditating. And, um, and that has become like a real, I crave it. Like I really look forward to it. Um, so that's a big thing. Journaling, writing, that's a big one for me to also process. I'm, I'm very much an external processor. I either need to talk it out or write it out. Um, so that's really helpful for me too. Yeah. I love to say journaling because that's something that I always talk about on the show. Do you have like a certain type of method? Cause you get like bullet methods and you get, you know, all these different kinds of methods that you journal. Do you have a certain method or you just write out your heart? Yeah, I kind of just brain dump what's on my mind. And if I'm feeling particularly artistic, I also really find uh, writing poetry is really therapeutic. Now, you are obviously a singer. Um, I mean, you literally sang for Russell to get him into your, your content machine life. <laughs> I had to watch that probably, I'm not joking, 10 times. Like, I just had to rewatch it. It was just so cool. And I think Alex was like, I think the most, no offense, but I think he was the, the favorite, you know, just standing there nodding his head. Understandably. <laughs> uh, what was your inspiration to actually do a singing thing for Russell and not just ask him? Um, I knew that with someone like that, you don't just call him up and be like, Hey, I know you're extremely important and valuable and so busy. Would you just like speak at my event? Just take some time out of your day. I knew that I had to impress him to, and do something cool to ask him. And so I thought about how a lot of people do these dream 100 campaigns or, uh, things to give gifts. And I knew that like just sending a gift wouldn't be enough. And I thought, well, what does, what does Russell love? Well, he loves marketing. And what if I could create some sort of big hype 
and uh, in a way kind of back him into a corner <laughs> to say, would you speak at my event? The whole public knows about it now. So it was so funny. I actually, part of the idea um, I got from Steve Larson because he had made a webinar to ask Russell to speak at his event. And I was like, well, I don't wanna do the exact same thing, um, and then I also just thought about like, wouldn't it be funny if I made a music video? And there's actually two videos that came out. The ukulele one that, that you're talking about was the most popular one. Then there was one where I made a rap about him, but the ukulele one was the most, uh, the most fun and the most uh, talked about. And especially that I had other people in it. Like I had Christy Code Red, Stephen Larson, Alex Sharfin, who were all speaking at the event as well. Um, that was really fun to create. And it, Russell actually didn't answer for about a week that I was like, did this not work? <laughs> but it did. He spoke at it. It was great. I remember all the comments and people going afterwards and tagging Russell and asking him. So that really helped you if everybody wanted him on your event. So that was pretty cool. It's a really good community, right? Yeah, especially the fact that I could get other people asking. That was part of it. Like, I can ask him. But if I can create such an offer and some hype that other people are saying, Russell, will you do it? <laughs> that like crowdsourcing, I guess, or, or hype was just, that's what helped so much, I think. So you're very good with, with getting people into your lead magnet and obviously you use YouTube. Um, and you did mention, mention the Dream 100. Um, mm -hmm. Everybody as marketers should know Dream 100. But a lot of people sadly don't know it or they don't implement it right. Can you talk a little bit about the Dream 100 and how it's helped in your business? I, when I've dream 100 people, and I guess with anything in my business, I think of how I would want to be communicated to. Um, so I've certainly like made a list of people that I want to have relationships with, whether it's people that I just admire and want to learn from, or people that I'd love to do joint ventures with. Um, and I really try to, to communicate with them from a place of just like relationship first. How can I uh, provide value to them or to their people? Um, so, I mean, I gave, we gave the example of doing the song for Russell and the fun marketing campaign. Um, there's another guy named Stu McLaren that I really wanted to know. We're, we're both Canadian and he's a great marketer. He's so smart. Um, and I wanted to get on his radar. I wanted to be able to be friends with him and maybe joint venture or something in the future, which we haven't, but uh, I just, I wanted to build a relationship with him. And sure, there's things that you can do to like send them gifts or just keep commenting on their stuff to keep showing up for them. But I also knew what would be really valuable to him that, uh, that I could just show up for or um, provide value to his audience in a way. Um, and so Stu McLaren and his wife, Amy, they run uh, a charity called Village Impact. And I actually raised $15,000. Actually, we raised $20,000. It was $15,000 in, in 24 hours. And then we still had another five that came through. So I raised $20,000 for his charity and then uh, signed up for um, the trip to go to Africa to build a school. And so I didn't even really realize it at the time, but I was like, that was a, that was like dream 100. Um, another way that I can think of that I've kind of, that I've gotten on people's radar to just build a relationship with them is even just buying their programs and becoming one of their best students, like getting results and being a, a testimonial for them. That's a really great way to, uh, to show up for people. I love that. I love you, McLaren. I'm actually doing a workshop that he's presenting tomorrow. Um, oh, me too. I'll be there too. Yeah, I want to learn what he has to offer. Yeah, he's, he's just amazing. And I think as far as building out the subscription, I think he is the best go-to person for it. Definitely. Yeah. Completely agree. Hashtag goals. 
So I used to coach businesses one-on-one and um, I realized very early on that a lot of small businesses struggle to actually set goals and stick with them. Do you have yeah. a goal-setting method that works for you? Huh. Um, I write everything down as if I already have it. Um, like, I'm so, I'm so glad. I'm so excited that my business has grown this much. And I feel whatever I talk about, like the feeling around it too. Um, and I just review that. And I think about it a lot, especially in my, I mentioned my, my time that I go to the sauna and just sit there. I just kind of daydream and visualize and think about things. Um, and, and try to like really sit in that feeling. I guess that's my method. I don't know if it's uh, anything official, but that's what I do. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that method. I think it actually <laughs> works because hello, you've got like more than just one to come a club award. Can you tell us a little bit about that award and how did you get your first one and how did you get your second one? Um, the first one is definitely one that uh, there's a lot more blood, sweat and tears around. And honestly, probably every entrepreneur could say the same thing. Um, my first two comma club award uh also came when I was in a lot of debt. And I think that's where some of the confusion and maybe some rumors started because there were some, uh, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, some public rumors about um, nonsense, people just being. Yeah. And it, and it was kind of funny because I was like, this is nothing new. I've shared this publicly before that I went into a lot of debt trying to build my business. But there's also, you know, that that's not an uncommon thing. A lot of people will also take out loans to build things or they'll um, they'll have investors in their business. And, and for me and I think for you, like we built our business from the ground up um, and invested ourselves into it. And so I got myself into a situation and I learned so much from this. And honestly, I'm not I'm not proud of it, but I'm proud of how I got out of it. Um, I had built my business to a place where we were making we were making good money. Like depending on the month, it could fluctuate between like $50,000 a month. Sometimes we would reach hundred thousand dollar months. And I was looking for more consistency and looking for how can I serve people on a different level? Not just my, my, um, service. I wanted to build out courses and coaching programs. And so I had invested in mentors. I had met, invested in courses. I was building a team. I, uh, tried running a, a webinar and put a lot of money into Facebook ads to try to make that work. And it didn't work the first time. And I'm certain that tons of entrepreneurs can say the first time that they did something, it didn't, it wasn't an overnight success. Yeah. Um, it didn't even work the second time. Didn't even work the third time or the 12th time. Um, and so I, I failed forward a lot and I got myself into a place where I was investing more than I had, but I believed in myself so much. I was like, this is one day going to work. I know I'm just going to keep learning and I'm going to move forward. And one day it's all going to work and it's all going to pay off. I'm just one funnel away. Right. Well, unfortunately I got myself into the place where I was so much in debt that I was like, if I go further into debt, I'm going to lose everything. And so I had to make the difficult decision. And thanks to Alex Sharfin, who's a wonderful mentor of mine that, you know, got on a call with me on the weekend late at night to say like, here's the plan. Like you got to fire your team. You got to start over from scratch. And, and that's what I had to do. And it was such a hard time, like to let go of people that were like family to admit that I, that I was failing. It was so hard. Now, as soon as I let go of my team and let go of those expenses, I was in the positive again, because I was still making about $50,000 a month, but I was investing more than I could. So I was still like, I was cash flow positive. And in that time I had to rebuild my business. I um, was working tons of hours because I would work on the business and in the business, I would take all the sales calls. But what happened in doing that was that I got to um, 
I got to learn more about my audience by taking those sales calls, by hearing directly from the potential clients, what did they want? What did they need? What were their fears? What were their pain points? And from that, I learned how can I serve my clients better? And from that, I created a challenge and that challenge brought in a whole new audience for me. And then from that, I was able to sell into some of our higher ticket programs from that. So, um, and then in that year after rebuilding hit the two comic club award, which was so exciting and um, awesome that I was in a place where I could celebrate that and was digging myself out of the debt and happy that I'm debt-free now. And there's so many lessons that came with that. Like I learned how to build the business. I also learned how to pay off the debt and how to know my numbers to not put myself in that position ever again. Wow. It is, that is an incredible hard thing that you went through. And um, I mean, you could have just thrown out the towel anytime and said like, well, I'm done. You know, that's it. I mean, it work. Exactly. It didn't work. And a lot of people do that. That's a sad thing. A lot of people do it. What advice would you give somebody if they want to do that? Honestly, like I could give someone advice all day to say like, just keep going and and fail forward and keep learning. But maybe some people just aren't built for it. Um, Maybe some people are, are more like they don't want to take those risks and feel safer in a nine to five job. And that's totally like to each their own. If someone decides like, you know what, I tried it and it's not for me and I'm going to be happier here all the power to them. Um, I just know that for what I had built and for my, my personality type and for my determination, I was like, I didn't come this far just to come this far. And so when my back was up against a wall, I think it also gives you the opportunity to be creative in ways that you wouldn't have thought of before. Like for me to put in that extra time and get on those calls with clients and find out like, what are the things they need? And then to create from it from a place of urgency too. Um, that that's what builds where I am today and also qualifies me for the difficult things that I'll face again in the future. It's not smooth sailing now. It's just that the problems have evolved, but I've grown so much from it that I can handle them better now. Yes. You just sound such an amazing person. I just love you so much. <laughs> okay. You. So um, another question I've got for you around routine and structure. So we talked a little bit about goals. Um, yeah. and one thing that I, I really dive in deep with my show is that really going behind the scenes to see what makes people successful. And it looks different for everybody, right? Um, some people are more focused on discipline and structure and other people are more focused on just, you know, goal setting, et cetera. And some of it has it all. So what do you think is the thing behind the scenes that you do every day that drives you to be successful? Hmm, that's a cool question. Um, I, I rely so much on my team and I'm really proud of the team culture that we've created that everyone on the team is like, they're excited about the goals that we're reaching. It's not about building my company. It's like, we're doing this together. And the, the creativity that we have as a team is so exciting and fulfilling. And so um, part of how I think I've evolved in the last year or so is that I've also focused a lot more time on myself for self-care and personal development and growing and evolving, whether that means like joining courses or going to therapy or taking time for myself to think and get clear, but then also spending the time with my team um, and working on projects together and um, just building the right, the right culture. My assistant Jennifer and I work so closely together every day that, um, she can totally speak my language and think things before I get to them. And and I'm so proud of that, that, um, that I get to build this, but also that I get to build it with people that, you know, I, I help pay their bills. I help them to feed their families, but they're also like, so fulfilled by that. 
I didn't realize that going into building a business that sure, like I would build a lifestyle and make money and do all the things that you first go into dreaming of, but the people that I get to work with and the clients I get to work with, that's so fulfilling. And it's making an impact on the profits. That's Yay. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's exactly it. So your avatar training. So I'm in Marty's video scaling system and there's a whole bunch of, by the way, just join it. It is so awesome. Um, there's a whole bunch of videos on avatar and knowing your customer and worksheets and things like that. So you very, um, obviously that's for me personally, because I've been building funnels for a while and that is the first thing, you know, we build funnels around the avatar for many years now. Um, yeah. So for me personally, and I'm sure other marketers will agree, your business is really around your customer, impact and profit. Yep. Uh, so what is your perfect customer? What is your perfect avatar? This is such a great question. I was talking to a client about this today. And one of the things that I realized along the way is that I had been speaking to two different customers for a long time. And then there was a huge gap in my communication, in our sales, because my, my best customers are the ones that they have uh, an established business that they, you know, they're at least making money. They're, they're out of their nine to five or close to out of it. Like they, they have an established business. They have a customer that they serve. Um, they're selling something that, and, and that they're happy to be um, the attractive character of their business um, that they, they want to be on video. They want to be the, the face of their company. And that they also come from a place of, like you said, wanting to make an impact and profit. We definitely love to work with impact-driven businesses. Um, and clients that know that they have a great offer, they just need better traffic. Because if I can help them build an evergreen lead generation machine and then help them with their systems to consistently sell it, then we like we can skyrocket. But I realized along the way, I was speaking to two different dem demographics. I was speaking to that person that I just mentioned and that they're like the people that I can get the fastest results for. But then I also felt if I speak to established businesses, I should also help people to become established businesses. But what I realized in that is that I do so well. And it's almost like if you look at your audience, like you're speaking to people at a university level, but then you're trying to teach kindergarten to get to university level. That's a really long path. And there are people that will teach kindergarten really well, and I can teach the university level really well. And it's not to say that like, I can't help those people because there's tons of free training and my YouTube channel and all that stuff that can help them, but I can get the fastest results for people that have overcome the mindset shifts. They know how they know what they want to do, who they want to serve. They're already selling something. I can help them scale. I, I can't serve everyone at the highest level if I'm trying to help them start, but I can help people scale. Um, so that was a big realization for me in that I can focus on one demographic and not feel like I have to make that demographic. I can serve the people who are already there. And it's important to have only one avatar because people get confused with the messaging, right? That's yes. the that's so much. Yeah, exactly. I really love that you have the realization. And um, so this this season of my podcast, which is season eight, you are, I think, episode 160 something. I don't wow. know maybe about that one, but somewhere around there, somewhere in the 160s. Um, this season is about growing and scaling your business. That is the specific season. Um, what has been, obviously video is like the, the core thing in your business, um, yeah. but what you have a blueprint where people scale you know, take them through the blueprint to where they actually scale their business. Mm -hmm. um, so for us, the blueprint is like building your content machine mm -hmm. and then your cash flow system. So your content machine being the, the video content that 
are like evergreen lead generation machines because when you utilize YouTube as the search engine that it is, people can be searching for that content all day, every day in Google and YouTube and finding your video, even videos that you made years ago. I have videos for myself, for my clients that we've made four or five, six years ago that because we title them and position them the way that um, the way that people are searching for them in the search engines, people find those videos. There's, you know, they fall in love with your charismatic personality and then, hey, click the link below for this free thing, which can then get them onto the email list. And that's where it transfers over into the cash flow system. The cash flow systems being the ways that you generate, nurture, and convert leads all the way into your high ticket programs. So maybe someone comes into uh, your, your video on YouTube, your content machine, then they go into your email list and then they hear about maybe you have a 21 day challenge or something. I know that a lot of people found me through mine and that's why I teach it because it's been so successful for me. I'm like, here's what's worked for me. Here's all of the done for you templates to just like plug this into your business. And the reason why I love having a challenge as the first step of your cash flow machine or your cash flow system is because having a 21 day challenge, there's all these like psychological and subconscious uh, relationship elements that you can build with your clients. Like if you think about it, how long do they say it takes to form a habit? About 21 days. So in 21 days, you're teaching them these new skills and these habits that they get to install in their lives and their business, but you're also installing the habit of them being part of your community and consuming your content. So by the time those 21 days start to wrap up, they're already saying, what's next? I don't want this to end. Well, great. You're, you already have the opportunity to ascend them into the next step of your value ladder with very little resistance. And they, they've already, you've already blown their minds with so much value. Um, so that's one of our ways that we love to bring people from content machine, from YouTube to challenge to high ticket. And Marty's 21 day challenge is awesome. I have done it now. I think twice actually uh, do it. It's really, really awesome. It really, really is. It, and it works. You've got so, and, and this is the thing that always amazed me about you. Like the value that you give people, you seriously over deliver um, for what you, you know, especially like if you look at your video scanning system and the challenges, it is so incredibly affordable. What is your drive behind making it so affordable for people? I, I, first of all, like I want it to be an easy purchase decision that it's like, Hey, even if you just try it out, like it's not an investment that's going to break the bank. Um, but also I want people to be able to invest in themselves. Like you invest emotionally and financially when you pull your credit card out. Um, so I want people to invest something that they at least have some skin in the game. And then from there, it's like, I'm going to get you results and then show you how I can get you results at another level if you'd like to invest more. Um, so it's really important to me that like, I mean, I know when I've been in positions where I couldn't afford as much, but I found the ways that would over-deliver, give me value, and then show me how I could ascend more. Um, and we certainly do have higher ticket price points, but I want to be able to offer that when I've already given something first. Yes, completely agree. Um, okay, so Alex Sharfin, Momentum, that's that's the brand, podcast, everything. Uh, you obviously, I've learned about Alex through you, and I think- oh, I know learned it from you like you are such a big advocate for him and he's an amazing person and obviously he's your mentor you've learned a lot from him what is your most favorite thing that you've learned from Alex that has helped you in your business I quote Alex all the time I feel like I could just be a quote machine for him I think you can um, with him <laughs> I joked about that with him being like Alex if anything happens to you I can totally be your stunt double like <laughs> So fun. Um, so he has a quote that I, I think I say this every single day. Um, if you can't 
if you don't have the business you want, it's because you haven't become the person who can run it yet. Mm -hmm. And so I think about that all the time about who am I being? Mm -hmm. And if I have to, if I have to grow into a new identity, and that doesn't mean that you like forget everything that you are, but what are ways that I can grow to become the person who I want to be, to have what I want to have. Like that's really from the inside out. Um, I can't have a million dollar business if I'm not committed as a person. I can't have the the lifestyle that I want if I don't have, all, if I'm not being a person of integrity or authenticity, or at least according to what, what I believe. Um, and so I think about that all the time. And, and Alex, of course, has taught me so much you know, tactically about my business, about being a leader and how to communicate with your team and how to manage your, your structure and your goals and how to hire people like that has been life-changing, but it's also been from such a holistic level of who you're being to do all of those things. Yeah. He's just, he's an amazing person too. Very much. Yeah, definitely. Marty, this has been fantastic. I really appreciate you so very much. Where can people reach you? Where can they find Marley to help them with their video stuff? Oh, well, I would love for them to check out the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Marley Jacks. Um, my Instagram, I'm very active there and I respond to all my DMs there. So instagram.com slash Marley Jacks. Um, and if anyone also wants to check out like how do we, like what's our process for creating an Evergreen Lead Generation Machine, the best place to check that out would be thevipcode.com. Strongly recommended. Marley is fantastic to learn from. I have learned heaps from her. Um, and yes, thank you so much, Marley. I really appreciate your time and for being on the show. And um, we've learned a lot from you today. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs>